News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, as you heard just a couple of moments from us there, this week we have heard calls for inquiries into allegations of sexual abuse within the Spiritans, the Vincentians and now the St John's Ambulance. And senators want an immediate publication of a review into the handling of historical child sexual abuse at the charity, the St John's Ambulance. And Senator Regina doherty Finnegale, Senator, joins us now. Um, Senator, what are you actually calling for? What do you want to see happen? I mean, I think most people are are rightly appalled by by what we are seeing in the media about these historical uh, cases of abuse. But what what do you want to see happen now going forward? Morning, Kira, um, and thanks for having me on to talk about the motion that was passed in the Shannon yesterday afternoon, um, signed nearly unanimously, um, demanding the publication of a review that was conducted by Dr. Jeffrey Shannon into allegations um, made against a particular individual um, in a particular unit um, of St. John's Ambulance. Um, The reason we're calling now for a state-led public inquiry is because the contributors to that review um, come from a far wider uh, basis than just the particular unit and the particular gentleman who the allegations had been made of uh, previously. And I think the reason we need a public review um, and a state-led review is, first of all, St. John's Ambulance is uh, an institution that has been financed by the state um, by all accounts for many, many, many years. Um, But more importantly, they're an organisation whom the allegations were made aware to them um, as as late as 23, 24 years ago. Um, A young man who was only 16 at the time made them aware of um, uh, an incident, a rape that took place uh, amongst a myriad of other sexual abuses um, and they didn't do absolutely anything. And it wasn't until 2012, many, many years later, that they even reported the crime um, or the allegations to the HSE. And it was uh, another eight years later before the HSE or TUSLA even contacted um, the victims and conducted a review. Now, in fairness, Tusla's review upheld the allegations against the gentleman and said that he was a risk to other children. But since then, absolutely nothing has happened except, to my mind, the state has failed the seven men, um, some of whom were minors at the time of the incidents that took place uh, because the Gardaí did conduct an investigation, took witness testimony, gave a file to the DPP, and the DPP decided that there wasn't enough evidence. Okay. Well, now we have 100 contributors to the Geoffrey Shanahan Review, and I think that's overwhelmingly uh, a need to, first of all, show these people, these victims, um, at the hands of you know, senior uh, officers in St. John's Ambulance that we absolutely believe them and take very seriously yeah. their allegations uh, and we should have a public inquiry. And I think there there is probably a, a public appetite to some extent for all of this because of, of, of what we've heard recently about the Spiritans and now the yeah. Venetians, uh, sorry, the, the Vincentians rather, yeah. uh, and, and other institutions that, that have had accusations of historical sexual abuse made against them. But... I'm wondering, is it an inquiry? I'm at the point of wondering, do we need a commissioner or something? Because it seems to me one organisation after another has been exposed as falling short in how they deal with these allegations. I'm not saying every organisation has had any kind of allegations made against them, but organisations that have had do seem to be falling short on on, on dealing with them. uh, to an extent, I think you might be right. Um, and historically, as a country, I don't think we like having public inquiries. Uh, we've been reluctant to do them in the past. But We've had quite a number of the, them. 
Yeah, well, you know, when we, when we look at the amount of institutions that have allegations made against them, and even I know it's only become in the public domain with regard to the Spiritans lately, you've had people on our, our airways telling you that at every annual get-together, it was the topic of conversation. So people were aware but we just didn't do anything about it in this country. And I think that's the problem. There's, a, there's an element of thought that this is something that happened many, many, many years ago and it couldn't possibly happen today. So we don't really talk about it. And I think there's also a sense that, you know, when we shine a line on our past, it obviously doesn't reflect very well and that's difficult for people to deal with. But more importantly, I think we have a practice today, and I'm, I'm maybe not supposed to say this, but we have a practice today in our justice system that decides that they won't take cases uh, or prosecute perpetrators because of their age, because most of them are quite old, um, because of their health or their frailty. And I think that does a huge disservice to the victims who have for, you know, decades have to deal with the fallout of those perpetrators' um, actions. So, for example, in in the documentary, uh, 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 David Ryan and I think Mark Ryan is his brother, the the man that that was accused in that, that was not after a Supreme Court decision, that that case was not pursued because the alleged perpetrator was was very old. I think he was 87 at the time. Do you think that that is a a wrong, that if somebody is very elderly and frail, that they should be prosecuted irrespective of their age, 92, 87, those, those things don't matter? You know, I make absolutely no apologies for saying yes, they should be. And whilst the judge can decide whether the person, because of their age, you know, needs to be incarcerated or maybe they've already rehabilitated, which is what our justice system is about, the justice still needs to be done and be seen to be done. We have a case recently in the papers this week where, you know, we were told that the victims of Dr. Michael Shine, who again the DPP refused uh, to prosecute when the second round of victims came, all had to sign non-disclosures. There's an element of, you know what, we know what happened in the past is wrong, but we'll hush-hush it, we'll keep it quiet. And, you know, there's definitely a, a growing um, practice within the DPP's office not to prosecute people because of their age. That, to my mind, does a huge disservice to okay. what we know do, are hundreds of victims. Regina, do we also uh, need to people? strengthen child protection uh, 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 currently, never, never mind historically, because I, I know what you're saying about justice denied uh, and justice delayed and all of that. Um, but we, we currently work off, off, off the Children's First guidelines in order to protect people. But we, we, it has been reported in, in the media this week that somebody who there are allegations of child, historical allegations of child sexual abuse against is currently, this is what's being reported, living on the Blackrock campus, which is a boys school. I mean, is it the case that we need to tighten up current guidelines so that things like that will be dealt with promptly or, or not occur at all? So I tell you what I, I do genuinely believe that the legislation that was introduced and it was conducted by Geoffrey Shanahan and uh, Francis Fitzgerald, our first minister at Cabinet for Children many years ago, certainly could be reviewed. There's nothing stopping that happening. But what actually we need is more enforcement. And so when we look at TUSLA, there should be a specific beefed up section to ensure that every single child in this country is protected proactively, maybe something like Kikwa does to go out and inspect not waiting for somebody to report to you that, did you know I I heard? It shouldn't be on a basis of a reporting. We should be inspecting that every single institution is adhering, every club, organisation, school, any setting where children are, uh, is adhering to the guidelines. And the only way we'll ensure that that's happening is if we actually go out proactively and inspect as opposed to waiting reactively for somebody to report to us that something is wrong. 
that's that's part of what's wrong. But that's, um, we could certainly review the guidelines and see if they need to be updated. They're ten years old. Okay. But what we absolutely need is to shine a serious light. I I on the I past, presume you the accept present. that the DPP though is acting in, in in what you know they believe in terms of their legal expertise is is the best evidence or or, or the best interests of of the case or or what have you. I presume you accept that. Look, I don't. I, I'm not questioning the DPP's motives um, or the roles that they play. What I'm saying is, it's on behalf of victims, and we just talk about the, the known victims of St. John's Ambulance. We have several men, two of whom were minors when they were raped. I don't know how many testimonies you need to have a case, you know, but seven people talking about the same person inflicting yeah. enormous pain trauma and distress Lastly. and illegality and I don't know why you wouldn't take a case I, I, maybe I am questioning I'm sorry I probably am but I find that okay. very uh, difficult But, but lastly have we also put too much faith in, into institutions um, TD Ivana Bacic yesterday under Doyle Privilege is reported as saying that somebody who did go to one of the spirit and schools uh, and uh, made an allegation of abuse to them was told come back with proof and a solicitor so that was obviously a less than mm. I, I, ideal response to, to, to somebody who, who who is potentially a victim of sexual abuse. But should we be going back to these institutions at all? These institutions, people not be going straight to the guards. I mean, I mean I'm not sure what they're looking for institutions to do. I don't know that it is, is the institutions that need to deal with this. Surely this is a matter for the judiciary, for the legal system and for Angarda Shikona. So I think actually it's a matter for society. So in the first case, what we need to do as a state is to recognise that people have been wronged and particularly put in place the supports to help them. So if you look at the people from St. John's Ambulance, they've been left fighting this battle despite, you know, many contacts with different government officials, agencies. They've been left fighting it on their own. And I don't even mean the judicial part of that. I mean, where's the support for them? Where's the counselling for them? Where's the wrapping around Mm. saying, Jesus, lads, you've been dealing with this for 20, 30 years and nobody has even believed you, let alone helped you deal with the trauma. So the first thing is we have to deal with the trauma and we have to put in place the state support to help people to deal with the trauma. And I I accept that 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 is absolutely part of it. Look, thank you for speaking to us this morning on all of this. That is Fine Gael Senator Regina Doherty. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.